0: So there was like a lot going on and suddenly it was just like I don't know if we can publish this. Hello, and welcome, welcome back to Controversy. Oh, you go. <laughs> you go. No,
1: okay, uh well, welcome to welcome to Did I Do That and Controversy. It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because it's all part of the process, but it's also a different podcast And it's
0: all about fonts that just aren't quite our type. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Schumacher. And I'm one of your other hosts, Lena Hall. (laughs) This...
1: we've made this as confusing as possible (laughs) is this
0: a retake i don't know
1: uh we'll i don't know let's let's just roll with it um so because this is this is a weird one this is a podcast that's sort of about making podcasts a little bit it's a podcast
0: about making podcasts it's a very meta podcast
1: it's a very meta podcast because it's uh, like it is it is a podcast about a project that was about learning how to sort of talk about design in public through podcasting. Yes. And, and sort of a retrospective. But I, I feel like I should also introduce you because there are certainly probably some folks who listen to this show who who may not have heard those controversy. They, they may hear controversy. Like, what's, um,
0: what's that? Who's this person? Who is
1: that? This sounds like another thing Sean's doing that's going to distract him from making the show. <laughs> um, but uh, you are so uh, to introduce you, you are a very special guest. Guest, first of all, that's important to Aww. say. Uh, all, all, well, all our guests are very special guests, but you are also especially <laughs> a very special guest. Uh, you are probably best known to listeners of this program as the host of Controversy, a limited run podcast produced and created by my DES three ninety nine class in the spring of twenty twenty three. You currently serve as a designer with Andy Projects, and you are a senior in the graphic design program here at, at Portland PSU. State. <laughs> you are of course lena hall I'm, hi i'm
0: lena hall you already it's introduced me. yourself
1: but i'm i'm saying it again it's
0: for all for all my fans out there <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, but you do have fans this was something that I, we were talking it about before were recording a bit. <laughs> you you have people who know you primarily from the, from the show yeah which is like such a weird thing
0: <laughs> I've, I've met some like sophomores and freshmen and stuff that had you at the time that we were doing the podcast um and they were doing show and tell.
1: Oh yes. And
0: they would hear about it and then I would I would meet them and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm Lena." And they're like, "I've I've heard of you." I'm like, "Oh god, no. Don't perceive me."
1: You. Well, but this this the podcasting business is the business of being perceived, but yeah. primarily through audio. Yeah, um, so it's
0: like they see me and it's always like, "Oh, you're so much shorter." <laughs> I thought you were going to be tall.
1: Well, everybody, everybody thinks that kind of thing during Zoom times, too. Yeah, um, I
0: think I, I think I come off as taller than I am, but I am significantly short. You are, you're not
1: that short. I'm no. pretty short. I don't think so. I am 5'2". Really?
0: I am 5'2". Okay. I am well, pretty short. I also always. I might also
1: be shorter than I think I am. I then. always
0: wear shoes that make me really tall.
1: Oh, So There's, okay. there's that. That's,
0: I probably am 5'4 most days, yeah, but you, it's not natural.
1: You have those heels that Bart Simpson was wearing when he was trying to be radioactive man sidekick. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking around with a little chihuahua and wearing the vertical striped suit. All these things. This, <sighs> yeah, is, this is describing your look right this is now. Me.
0: I'm, I'm Bart Simpson. It's me. <laughs> so, it's me.
1: I'm Bart Simpson.
0: Yeah, of course. His catchphrase. famous catchphrase. <laughs> so I think we should... like. For people who are listening that are hearing us talk about controversy, it was a class. It was a class. like an experimental thing. Like we should talk about like what it really was. Yeah, because so- there was a there was a whole lot that went into that like behind the scenes.
1: There is so like, and I think probably like the place to start with that is is before the class started mm-hmm. because uh, I. I I teach here at Portland State and as part of my research, I do this project, this, 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 did I do that project? And and part of the rationale was it uh, part of the rationale was it of it (laughs) uh, was like there is not really like a lot of media that is talking about the like practice of graphic design there's like lots of media like kind of criticizing graphic design like that 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 sort of framework there's lots of media talking about like the business side of graphic design but there is just
0: like logos brands but like behind the scenes isn't really something you see there it isn't
1: and it's like i feel like a lot of what we talk about in our classes is like being a graphic designer is also being an educator in yes. a weird way, because you are often working with clients that don't know how graphic design works yeah, and, and how we the processes have, need to happen.
0: We have to learn how to explain graphic design, what we do to people who really don't know what graphic design is. Yeah. And, and it's it's a really kind of weird term for what we do. Like, I feel like graphic design doesn't fully represent it. No. Well,
1: I've always thought yeah. that. I think graphic graphic design is like the fifth name this field has had yeah, like in the I, past I tell century. People,
0: I tell people like, oh, I'm a graphic designer, and they're like, okay, but like what is that? Yeah. Because you hear the term thrown around, but like, who knows what it is. So <laughs> Well, people hear
1: graphic and they think, oh, we're drawing. We're just we're yeah, doing we're doing some noodles.
0: So much more than that. And I think that's like when this class was like kind of presented to us. It was like well, what's another lens we can look at design through? Well, and that's exactly
1: it. Like as I was doing this project, I, I realized like how how fundamental this this thing is. Like how how really necessary it is to have like people learning how designers work um, who are outside of this field. And if this were just a podcast about you know design business or something like that, that's probably not going to attract as many as many flies to the honey. Yeah, you could say
0: you get like exclusively like business people more than you would designers exactly and like
1: you have to and i think a lot of like folks who come into teaching realize this too like you have to learn how to talk about certain things with people who aren't designers like if you if you go into a pitch meeting and you're just talking about like and we we actually just had this conversation in in andy projects like the other day like your client's not going to understand if you're not giving like context that makes sense to them (laughs) So, like, in a lot of ways, when I went into, like, forming this class, I was trying to think of, like, well, this is not just about making media. This is about learning how to talk about these subjects to people who are new to them.
0: Yeah. And it's absolutely a thing I think I've learned in Andy projects where... We do work with clients that are from different departments and stuff.
1: Yes. Our in-house design Our studio. Our in-house design
0: studio run by like students. And you have to learn how to explain everything you're doing because there's so many different little parts of a design process that it's so, so important to be able to like, Justify every little decision you make,
1: really and truly. And like in that class too, like we we are the in-house design studio, but Mm -hmm. we are like serving exclusively like artists and art historians and folks that like are in you know kind of connected fields. Mm -hmm. But it's still a really different process and different way of looking at the world than they do.
0: I've worked. With like our art practice team, where yeah. it's we're both art people, but it's two wildly different fields.
1: The the vocabulary is different. Yeah. The way of looking at the world yeah, is absolutely. different. So
0: like those experiences are really really interesting to like do because you have to learn how to talk about your subject differently than you would if you were talking to a designer.
1: Absolutely. Very much so. And that's like really interesting just to have as a focus to a class. So the idea of it is that we would kind of collaboratively, collaboratively look (laughs) at this, you know, problem of like, well, how do you talk about uh, design subjects to people who don't no design as like something that they would actually want to engage with as as something that would be entertaining and fun and also like informative yeah um
0: and thus the name public design communication well yeah
1: and that's like that's something that i've been rattling around like we were talking about graphic design is a terrible name for this yeah. field like communication design is like the last name before it got this yeah. one
0: communication design does make sense though for- it,
1: well, but it's I feel like- better in a lot of ways because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're—it's not just like graphics. It's we're trying—we're making messages. That's yeah. the point. Like this is not art. This is a different thing than art. Um, but
0: then for this class, it was also interesting because it was open to non graphic design students
1: well yeah and i think that was really important to me because i wanted to have voices in the room that can kind of check us too yeah and
0: sometimes we get a little in our own heads and we start talking as designers to designers and it's just like not an accessible thing for everyone because it's very niche and sometimes it's like oh you have to know it just to understand and it's like how can we present the stuff we're talking about in a way that many people will be able to relate to
1: yes so this class went on the books in spring of 2023 open to all majors Mm -hmm. and i really like went at it with the and i've done a couple classes like this before but really like the the framework of like we are going to build this thing together like i did Mm -hmm. not have a predetermined project other than podcast yeah uh, because we had tool to make podcast which was room yeah. room with microphones room
0: with micro with closet we, le- with we microphones. quickly
1: learned not enough microphones not <laughs>
0: enough microphones not enough room oh not enough oxygen <laughs> not in enough said room mo-
1: oxygen. All, all problems that uh, yeah. arose during the recording but like the idea was like I was going to essentially be facilitator mm-hmm. but not like you know not not like give you like prescribed instructions of like here's here's our project brief and stuff yeah. like that it's like we are we are going to find this thing find how many episodes we want to generate from it um so like one of i think one of the first things that i gave you all was like the show formats yeah yeah we
0: we did like a whole thing about delving into different podcasts and what forms that they can take yeah to kind of see like which ones we were attracted to as a class
1: which weirdly is like a competitive analysis thing if we're kind of looking at it through a design (laughs) lens
0: and i I also think like this was such an interesting concept because so many people we so many of us we listen to podcasts, yeah, we listen to a lot of different stuff, like I'm very into um like live play podcasts. I listen to a lot of like d and d stuff, oh sure,
1: yes, absolutely, yeah, which
0: is a super different format than like ninety nine percent invisible yes so like there are so many different moving parts there well and that's
1: such a good thing to bring up because i think early on i when i was trying to like break this class i was thinking like probably the lens that we would end up using would be one that is a lot more npr-y yeah than this show is
0: which i mean npr is the first thing i Can think of listening to that would relate to what is now the podcasting field.
1: Absolutely. And like 99% Invisible is very much in that NPR journalism style and structure. And I think very quickly, like we were using the NPR book
0: for this.
1: And very quickly, like the project started to diverge and it became like, oh, actually, like there is a lot more interest in doing it this other way. And Like if we're looking at this through the NPR lens, it doesn't it doesn't work at all. You can't do it that way.
0: (laughs) And then it kind of moved to like these initial pitches we were making. A lot of them were doing some kind of game show.
1: Yeah. So we should talk about the pitches. So after I after I threw out the format, we we started to work through like, well, okay, what kinds of show could you do? Yeah. And so people took those and they, they ran with them. And you actually have the pitches. I have
0: the pitches up. We had some, uh, We had four pitches. Yes. Broken into
1: teams. Broken
0: into teams. I think a lot of them were kind of in the same idea. Like a lot of us were on the same page of what we possibly wanted to do with just different approaches. So our first one I have here is called Not Designers Also Welcome."
1: yes and, which is probably like the the most descriptive of the yeah, project overall yes
0: absolutely so their definition of it is a podcast that centers on interviewing non-designers and filling in the gap between what we know and what they know and kind of like that knowledge exchange of yes what we as designers understand and what non-designers understand of like what
1: We do. What fascinated me, too, was when I was trying to break this class, I was trying to think of, well, what potential pitches could it be? That was like basically one of the things that was in my list.
0: That I love that concept. It's it's a really interesting concept
1: because I think we don't often get to talk about design Mm -hmm. from an outsider's perspective. Like it's when you're talking about like, well, who is this story from or about? It is often like, from if we're talking about like the creative field it's from like the art directors or the yeah. creative director like the people who are like making the thing mm-hmm. and not from the audience and even even like stuff like 99% invisible like it's talking about it from like the you know Absolutely. kind of academic perspectives rather than like who who are the people using it
0: I remember really vividly when I started this class I was with my sister and I was telling her about it and she just was like but Who's going to listen to that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Well, I mean, designers. And she's like, well, is that your only audience? (laughs) Well, that
1: but but I think that's a good that's like a really good note, because I think it's something to to really be conscious of, like in going into any project is like, who are you making this for?
0: Yeah. And that was before we really started moving towards what the end goal was. Yeah. And that was like a really interesting thing she brought up to me that I was like, oh, yeah. Who who's gonna listen to this? Yeah, like, who are who are we doing this towards? Which I think the end product of Fontroversy was really fun in just talking about fonts. Most people know,
1: like it was such an accessible yeah idea. My um, mom,
0: my mom likes it.
1: But like we <laughs> should, I think we should go through the other pitches because yeah, what absolutely. what is fascinating is Fontroversy is not in those pitches. <laughs> no,
0: it's not. It it's changed not. so much. So our next one that we have is just called the actual play. Yeah. And it is like a game show of designer versus non-designer. Which, is, was this the team that you were on? Am no, I, no. No, Okay. Um, I think this one and my team were very similar. Yes. So their description of it is um, live design sprint, which for those who don't know, a design sprint is kind of like a quick moving, <laughs> how would you describe well, it? Well, you, yeah.
1: you are essentially given, I mean, it, it really comes from like the product design world where you yeah. are given like a a problem and you have to ideate and and come up with like a really quick on the fly solution. It's often like part of a larger process where that yeah. then gets built out, but And
0: it's kind of, I feel like it's really good for just like not getting in your head too much and just getting all your thoughts out. Yeah, absolutely. And when we mean quick like for a sprint, it is literally we would we do them in like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, especially like the ones we often start a and d projects with yeah with a
0: design sprint it's, a, it's a great we... <laughs> icebreaker i think it's a i think it's a great icebreaker just to like instead of what's everybody's name like yeah. we're gonna put you people together you might not know each other now come up with an idea yeah, come up with an idea yeah. that can
1: help help the school in some way that doesn't cost us a yeah. million dollars um like
0: what do you think is needed <laughs> what's a problem you want to solve
1: it's it's of course having a championship of different flavors of, of chips, different flavors of chips which is the one that won this <laughs> that
0: time is a legitimate thing that is happening or
1: this is a normal class i teach folks i, I promise you
0: or disco Real things bench. happen in it remember disco bench i, I
1: do remember disco bench
0: <laughs> they wanted that was a design sprint where they wanted to make a bench look like a disco ball well i think
1: i think the original idea was draw attention to the benches that were in the parking lot and then i think like the day after we <laughs> yeah. had that some facilities yeah, people came and down the demolished the entire <laughs> parking lot. It
0: really. Cut down
1: all the trees. It was
0: so sad. Yeah, it was
1: really weird.
0: <laughs> so. This next pitch is called What the Hell is Going On? Um, Descent and Design. Oh, yes. Um, Which, again, I would love to see this as a podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, like all of these are like lenses of looking at design that I feel like are not out there, really.
0: So their definition of this is design trends historically have been a response to current events, and their podcast aims to explore these trends in historical and modern contexts. Which I think was very different from all the other pitches we have.
1: It's definitely like the most like, you know, traditional yeah. NPR style journalism you yeah. know, podcast. But it's also like touching on subjects that I feel like, you know, like are, are very in the now.
0: Yeah. Design is social commentary. And I think looking at like different eras of design through what was going on is just like so, so important. Yeah. and. I mean, I know in um, Breyer's design history class that we have at PSU. Yeah,
1: the great Breyer Levitt, past guest of this show and uh, also like, you know, kind of world-renowned design historian.
0: Amazing designer, amazing design historian, amazing teacher. And there is a class we take about the history of design. And it's really like this, where you're looking at what designs were going on as a response to like world events. Yeah. And yeah, some of the uh examples they have here are um history of fonts and their use in political propaganda, which is like oh my god, you could go on for so Absolutely. long about. Absolutely.
1: Like that could be that could be a 3-hour long episode. That was
0: my uh AP art portfolio in high school. Really? I did propaganda? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it was which is like crazy because it's kind of led to where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was I was a fine arts You make propaganda now I was a fine arts student You make and pro I was,
1: PSU propaganda um, Sure Yeah
0: Um, I make weird photos Of like what, What's the one I made The Spongebob fish <laughs> like leaned over with a ton of lens flare all over it yeah, i'm you, a graphic designer you draw a million cats i draw um i draw to so get people many involved cats. in mentorship i i love that so yeah. much <laughs> um resurgence of nostalgia is one of their other examples among millennials and gen z during the pandemic yeah um
1: but i think they're like almost the interesting thing is like reminding people that like what is nostalgic is like yeah. this weird window that's always shifting and like yeah because there's so much 50s nostalgia in mm-hmm. the 80s because that's like 80s kids looking back at like what they barely remember from their childhood yeah. or the, their late parents
0: yeah like their, their I'm parent- a- wait
1: no, oh, no. <laughs> they're late parents
0: i'm i'm a i'm Zer a z-er i'm a i'm a 2000s gen z-er. um and a lot of people my age are like oh yeah nostalgia for the 90s it's like you weren't alive no like I kind of get it but it's that like I feel like there's just the 30 years like if whatever decade you're in the nostalgia is going to be for 30 years before that
1: it will be and and like this is also I mean I will say I think this is a lot more like late 90s early 2000s nostalgia than it yeah, is 90s yeah. 90s yeah um, definitely
0: like um that Y2K aesthetic <laughs>
1: that backstreet boys album aesthetic yeah of course Um, uh
0: one of their other examples is also cringe core and what does it say about our world and i i just have to i have to acknowledge that one because i love cringe core um and i have one more pitch and this is what ended up being controversy kind of kind of it was the pitch that we went with yeah and it changed drastically
1: and it also got merged in with one of the others it briefly. got merged in <laughs> with one of the
0: others for a moment that was never actually produced like we never actually ended up going with well, the, the merged I, version I wrote of it things
1: for it we just never <laughs> yeah, ended up we recording never used,
0: it we never did it so <laughs> this this one has a really catchy name an explainer slash creative sprint podcast that highlights exactly what creatives can't stand and why then puts them on the spot to try to make it work isn't that such a catchy name?
1: Yeah, it, it rolls off the tongue. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's described as creatives from various backgrounds, students or professionals recount an example of something particularly frustrating to them they've come across in their field. Um, it could be a little annoyance, major difficulty or something they just flat out can't stand and why. Then they make something with that in mind on the spot and maybe they won't hate. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it's <says. laughs> Maybe they won't hate.
1: Maybe they won't hate.
0: Yeah. We so, all we
1: all know that we will hate everything we make though. Y- that cannot be avoided.
0: <laughs> when you look at something long enough, you're gonna hate it. It's and true. we're gonna be looking at our work for hours. Yes. So eventually you will hate it.
1: So basically everything in this class went to votes. Um yeah. like I am not making these calls at any point. This is yeah, like it something was, a, it was we, a
0: very communal decision.
1: Yeah. Um and that one won the most votes. Mm-hmm. And the actual play one was like the second runner up. And I yeah. think we all kind of identify that there's some crossover in that idea. They were
0: very similar pitches um, and in some ways, like the idea of the non-designer and designer talking about that, which actually never ended up happening. But yeah. that was kind of part of both of those pitches.
1: And we then went into the stage of like, OK, so we have a framework for an idea. How do we make it into mm-hmm. a thing? And that was a lot of interesting workshopping because the thing yeah. that you described is not the thing that's no. fauntroversy no like even remotely we knew
0: we wanted to talk about design that we didn't like um some of the examples on this pitch were 80s editing style of drums they can't stand think phil collins in the air tonight which i could that, not i remember that being a very big topic i could of not disagree with that more because that drums <laughs> the drums in that song i love uh so They're it's so a, very <laughs> digital I uh, And then graphic designer discusses some part of graphic design they really don't like and why. I believe the person who made this deck was not a graphic designer. Yes. So you can you can they were an audio engineer. So they were like really specific with their their example. And then graphic designer doesn't like graphic design. And I, I just think that's really funny. <laughs> There's nothing graphic designers like less than graphic design. True. It's true. That one thing stuck. Like we want to talk about things that we don't really
1: like yeah and in talking through the ideas like i think we were struggling well how do you translate the making process into something that is compelling audio wise because i think we yes. all very quickly realized that how do we make this making interesting making is not the most it, it's barely visual yeah and it's nothing audio
0: <laughs> no nope. and it's like if we ended up doing that it would just be a lot of like this looks bad (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it would be it would be a lot of kind of just listening to someone kind of have like a breakdown um yes which
0: it's it's it's
1: compelling in its own way and i've certainly had ideas along those lines
0: my design much
1: of this show is that (laughs) if we really get down to it
0: my design process definitely consists of a lot of just me like making like weird noises (laughs) just because i'm so i'll just yell
1: so you're sort of you're sort of your own ben burt is the thing yes you're you're Ben Birding your design process. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you just need to like get out all your frustrations in a good little good little yell.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My roommate
0: can vouch for that. It's probably really annoying for her. <laughs> <laughs> So we ended up going with that pitch, but we also kind of combined it with the actual play one because we were like, we like the idea of doing this design sprint thing, but it's not going to be interesting to listen to. No. So can we make it a game?
1: Yes, and I like as as someone who has probably listened to um, more hours of like comedy Bang Bang than maybe yeah. I've been alive. Um, like the idea, especially the old comedy Bang Bangs, so you end with a game, mm-hmm. and like that's that's also just a fun way to like. Okay, let's ease it down. And then there's this structure that's in place. So, like, that's sort of the genesis of how that ended up becoming Genesis Phil Collins, Genesis Phil Collins. (laughs) I can hear it in the air tonight. Uh, So the idea that we go into is like we are bringing someone in Mm -hmm. as a guest and they are going to talk about something that they hate. And the host, essentially this research team that's consisting of people in the class, are going to try to make the argument to convince that person not to hate the thing. Yeah. And then we close with like a fun game. And that's pretty much what we what we broke as the yeah. initial show.
0: And it kind of slowly changed where initially it wasn't going to be only design, graphic design related. It was going to be like other creative fields like we were saying with phil collins in the air tonight yes um but the class was mostly graphic
1: designers <laughs> well and and the goal i will say too I, I did bring this up like the goal was to talk about graphic design so like yeah. that was i think one place where i did put my hand yeah on the we, wheel we in needed, a strong way like, we
0: it's also something we are all so passionate about yeah i think we knew it was just going to make for more interesting listening because you could tell we were passionate about it so that slowly became like w- fonts yeah we every designer has such strong opinions on fonts.
1: Very strong opinions. We, we all have
0: incredibly strong opinions. So let's talk about fonts that we don't like. Well, yeah. And it's also like, it's not just
1: us. It's everybody. It's
0: everybody. You
1: know, like and- I, just before this recording, I was sent a, I, I think it was originally a TikTok, but it was sent <laughs> to me as an Instagram reel. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was, uh, you know, somebody who was just you know kind of doing a like essentially a sketch about you know different I know exactly faces. which one you're talking about uh, it, it probably is the same one because yes. i think that one's really racking up the views it's
0: just, i already saw that one about the new aptos thing it's yeah yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> it's that same creator yeah but like uh that is something that i think is on a lot of people's minds because like fonts are part of a conversation that is public in Font- a way that they weren't before computers yeah. fonts
0: are communication yeah that is how like Even if you're not noticing all the time you're texting something on your phone, that font that you're texting with was chosen for a reason.
1: Yeah. I think when people talk about design, sometimes they'll talk about Apple, but I think, like, they would, which is all, uh, always a weird, a weird choice. If anyone from Apple is listening to this, I love your platform and I love your services. And please, please don't sponsor us. Yeah. Please don't uh, <laughs> hurt me in the search results or anything like that. I mean, we're um,
0: designers. We we live on Apple. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Apple podcasts. Of course, the best platform, unless you're listening to this on Spotify or one of the others. Uh, the, d- I love that one more. Um, but yeah, like it's it, like that is like a particular like. I think, entry point that people have to the idea of design. But then, like, everyone can name a font, though. Everyone
0: can name a font. I mean, even if your only experience with fonts is on Microsoft Word.
1: And I think, like, fonts are, like... Because I think the other weird genesis of this project is, like, there had been another... Another city that had hired a graphic designer, and the story was like, Oh, this city spent $50,000 on a graphic design, and all they did was change the font. And those are so putrid, those stories. Yeah, there's,
0: there's, cause that's so, also so
1: cheap for that's,
0: <laughs> any yeah. design. There um, is so much thought that goes into every, like anyone who e- isn't a graphic designer can definitely relate to like you're writing a paper, and oh, God, which what font do I want to choose? Times New yeah. Roman or Calibri? Yeah. Like it's it's You can name them. You can identify you can them, them even
1: if you don't like know them. And I well. think that's
0: why when we were pitching this idea and we started moving to the fonts we don't like, we were thinking like, oh, what fonts could we talk about? We specifically were leaning towards fonts that we knew non-designers would know. Yeah. Or even if they didn't know it based on the name, they would see it and be like, yeah, I know that one.
1: Yeah, we we so one of the things that I have pulled up over here is like we we then like broke into groups mm-hmm. and like tried to come up with, well, what are some typefaces that people would know but also have like interesting stories associated with them and i I brought up a couple that i did know like you know i think i specifically brought up comic sans as like
0: sans whole story is like really interesting it's
1: really and you should listen to that episode if you want to hear all of it because i think everything i talked about it is in there
0: there is so much to that and there are definitely our fonts that were on our list that were like there's not really a story here. Yeah. Which is probably the reason why those ones didn't end up going to be an episode. Like we specifically chose ones that we could talk about for a while because they have just like a lot of nuance around them.
1: Yeah. There are some that are like on this list. I'm I'm scrolling through it where like there's not even like any discussion notes. Yeah. Like they all most of them have like some research associated with them. And then like in some cases like 15 or 20 bullet points that y'all have, have come up with. And then there are some, uh, hobo was one that was like on my list of like, I feel like that's like the classic, especially for older designers, like the (laughs) font that people hate. Um, and it's like, it didn't feel like there was a story there to that team. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, maybe someday, but like, and yeah, we,
0: we do have someone here that actually do have a lot of content, but we just ended up not going with like I'm noticing we had uh, Futura. Yeah. Futura was a big was, one. And there's so much information here, but we just didn't use it. Yeah. But I, I believe we did a vote. We did. Do we a did, vote. We did a vote.
1: Yeah. Uh, we did a vote to kind of narrow down like which ones we ended up going with, which were Comic Sans Helvetica. Impact. Uh, Impact. Uh, Wingdings and Gil Sands. We which
0: yeah, Gil Sands is an elusive. <laughs> it's an elusive creature to us. Because, as elusive
1: as Robert Denby. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Do we want to talk about that yet? I we should save that. Yeah, um, let's save that. That's
1: I think there, that's there's a, later.
0: a lot. There's a lot there.
1: Yeah. So essentially, like when we had these selected, we then like broke into teams mm-hmm. to uh, research them to actually yeah. like find out what the story is and generate a, a story outline kind of in the NPR style, but also a little bit different. Like I, I shared a couple of other outlines from podcasts that I had been shared. Uh, and podcast outlines are generally quite loose yeah. for this kind of show. Like we knew we wanted it to be conversational. And that is, you know, that that's like, you don't want to script it. You don't mm-hmm. want it to sound stilted on People
0: mic. do ask me Oh like you you and Sean have such good rep like repertoire with each other how, how did you script that I'm like oh no oh, there no, wasn't no they was not That's just how we talk Yeah well it's it's but it's like
1: it's it's something I think it's something people ask about this show too like we're this is kind of going behind the scenes on did I do that a lot I'm realizing but like the the way that I make that like, like you you have to sit down with a person and talk for a mm-hmm. long time before you actually get into recording yeah or else you don't have like it's like you run into someone at a bus stop and it's just like oh hey 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 yeah hey. it's like weird and stilted i was not originally going to be an on mic no, thing too this but would have we been wanted you
0: to be <laughs> well
1: yeah so we should we should now talk about the pilot
0: the, pil- <laughs> the pilot there is a so the pilot listeners are familiar with is comic sans that was not the first time we did comic sans
1: no it was not we, um, we did
0: an entire full like hour-long episode
1: i think it was maybe even it
0: might have longer been more because
1: i think we used the entire class meeting to and it was do also
0: it. we were getting the jitters out it, we, we were really we were, ner- were like that was a
1: shaky show. even
0: if you have done this before like you have all your experience with did i do that Uh, Because it was Whitney and I. Yeah. We We had never done this kind of thing. I think Whitney maybe had. Yes. But I had never done this kind of thing before. So
1: you were the permanent host, and Whitney, who ended up being in that in that uh, she was the special guest re-record episode mm-hmm. uh, was the the special guest who like was from the team and would like counterbalance yeah because we what kind the of, guest brought we in. we kind
0: of set it up that you and i were the skeptics
1: well i was the guest in that episode oh, i think that's the thing that you're forgetting i, I was the, the temporary that. like outside guest who would the, come in with a font that i hated
0: yeah and, i forgot the episode started with whitney and i bantering and then we were like oh, Sean, you're here. Well, yeah.
1: And that we like did that in part for that episode, just because like we were we don't want to bring in somebody that's actually an outside guest for an episode we may not air.
0: Well, we do also need to acknowledge that this class um was at 9 a.m.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We do need to talk about it. So this but is 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. 9 a.m.
0: on a Tuesday is um, when we would do these recordings. Yeah. So we were not going to be able to get any guests in and that's something we just decided to nix real early on because it's just going to be way too difficult
1: well and i think we we realized too like after, after you all were like actually sean you're you're kind of helpful mm-hmm. in kind of keeping things on track a little bit yeah i, I know that's weird for the listeners of this show to hear <laughs> but like that would mean that there would be four people on mic which would be um a actual nightmare yeah. i think in that pilot too My studio at the time was not set up to have three people in it. So I think Whitney was sitting in like a folding chair next to the door.
0: on this weird mic with like a
1: handheld, handheld mic handheld mic
0: yeah it's really i you were sitting skunky. like at your desk and Ugh. i was on a couch yeah but also we could not have four people in that room mostly cuz <laughs> space reasons and because we learned very quickly yeah. if there were four people in that room the oxygen would be used real quick
1: the previous studio which which uh most of the recordings uh for for this show have happened in um was a space that had no windows it was it, it had been previously used i think mostly as a closet it was i think if i remember right it was 80 square feet <laughs> um so it's incredible that you could even fit three people in it Um uh, yeah
0: it was it was tiny there was a lot there
1: was a lot like it was there there were many good things about it but also many bad things and it it also had like no because it had no window it had like no airflow yeah and the only like air that would get to it was from the parking garage <laughs> this enclosed yeah. parking garage that was just like like if you go and stand in it now for ten minutes like I did yesterday when I was trying to cut the insulation for the window of in course. here Of <laughs> like you get a headache because it's like the fumes do not leave they can't and escape.
0: Also, we had like a curtain over the door
1: yeah we do so Um, it was
0: blocking any airflow that was coming through there well
1: it was blocking airflow but also blocking the sound through that awful hollow core door hollow core doors what were you doing people who built buildings in the 1950s what was the idea (laughs) i doors aren't that expensive
0: i question every decision about Everything in the art building every day.
1: Well, the art building, our our wonderful PSU art building has been a art building for three different schools. Yeah. And if that does not like really mess up a building, I don't know what will.
0: I feel like it's kind of the nature of being an artist that you need to kind of have a janky building to do all your work in. I think it's just it, it makes sense. yeah. But yeah, and now
1: we're in this other building that was formerly an auto body shop <laughs> yeah. and a flag factory, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah,
0: we're new location.
1: Yeah, it's really improved.
0: <laughs> Sorry if you hear train sounds, everybody. At least we can breathe.
1: At least we can breathe. Yeah, there's no there's no oxygen problems in here. Yeah. It's got real ventilation and everything. There you go.
0: And uh, it used to have rats. Oh yeah, this.
1: <laughs> oh god, I haven't told this story yet. Now we're really getting some some behind the scenes. So uh, this space i got because it had been abandoned for many years <laughs> and um we started to have rats in the in the building where this is was a, and we were like there were
0: some that were very beloved by the students
1: very beloved those <laughs> rats had a had an instagram following basically they did uh that that beats me for sure but the source of the rats was a bit of a mystery until mm-hmm. someone i believe witnessed <laughs> one of them running down the little staircase that goes up to this room and realized oh this is just an abandoned room that's like full of um sort of the perfect conditions for rats and mold because yep. this room also had mold in it too oh did it really <laughs> it sure did oh because it was the, yeah uh it was dark and uh kind of moist and uh you know no humans had been in it perfect in several conditions. years perfect conditions for rats lovely um so yeah there was a whole long process of replacing everything <laughs> in this room and uh yeah the rats have the rats have gone to heaven, but. Uh, this is the Rat Poop studio that we're now in. Aww,
0: such a good name. <laughs> rat Studios. Rat Studios. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Um, but we were in that tiny little room, and we did this entire pilot that we listened to, and we were like, we need to do this again.
1: No, <laughs> like, I still think that there were a lot of really good things there about that There absolutely were.
0: I think we were just, we didn't have the flow yet. We did I don't not think.
1: have the flow. And
0: I think when we came in again, because we didn't. For the next episode, it wasn't the retake of Comic Sans yet. Yeah, we actually did it for a different episode. But that yes. one, that one we were like, I I kind of just felt like, oh, this makes more sense to me.
1: Well, it also it also showed because I think one of the biggest takeaways was like we had to do so many starts and stops with oh, that yeah. episode because oh, yeah. I think. We realized that research was like kind of incomplete. It it was kind of like a little bit more surface level when we were doing that one. And that I think everybody we we were doing that live in front of everybody uh, over over Zoom. And I think everybody saw that and immediately was like, oh, we got to really research. um, Yeah. Like for sure. And I think that is so much more valuable. (laughs) as a teacher than me giving a grade to things yeah (laughs) people saying like oh no i see now why we have to do this there's a good reason like that's that's like the kind of real world lesson that is like so so valuable um so yeah like we had a bunch of research gaps and like i was the outside guest and yeah like after that we pivoted and you became like the sole host and then i became the on mic producer. Yeah. And that like skeptic role kind of went to both of us.
0: Yeah. And then we would start the episodes where just you and I bantering and then it's like, oh, let's introduce our special guest who's yeah. going to talk to us about this font.
1: Yeah. So there, there's this little like invitation that leads up to the subject matter, yeah. kind of invites you in. And then um, I think it was just on Mike that we started to do the they've already been here or they're knocking we, to get oh in my god like i think that's we, another like weird comedy bang bang kind of thing that like kind of got some in there silly
0: little things yeah where we would just decide like how do you want to enter the room
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i I think, I think i had
1: props for some of them
0: i feel like we did yeah i think was it impact that was our second episode that we that we filmed or recorded sophia mick uh acted like she came in through the wall like the kool-aid man that's right and that was just so so good (laughs)
1: um yeah the kool-aid man entrance is is definitely one of the all-time greats and then sophia just kind of reacting as though oh yeah this is just normal
0: yeah no it was I, i i also think the kool-aid
1: man as straight man
0: (laughs) man. um and so we did those episodes we re-recorded comic sans and it was just like so much more natural but it was also great because all of the the like guest hosts that we have they are good friends well-known people in the program well, um, and I
1: think we should talk about that, too. Like, so each of those people came from the different production teams that yes. made the episodes. Yeah. And each
0: team would pick out one person that would be the guest host. And
1: you all got to choose your roles. Mm-hmm. Like, there were people who didn't want to be on mic. And yeah. so they were, you know, writing staff. And there was a kind of, like, supervising producer that mm-hmm. was kind of helping to shape um, like, I the story and get things on track.
0: On the Wingdings team. I was on, because I, I also participated in yeah. some of the teams. And I did, a, I was like a research person but yeah we we had these guest hosts and because we all knew each other so well i think it just flowed so well like there wasn't that awkward oh like we're just meeting for the first time well and like, i think
1: the rehearsals helped with that the rehearsals too. helped
0: like we would spend a good 10 20 minutes before episodes just like getting all warmed up yeah and,
1: there's a lot there's a lot of controversy that's on the cutting room floor yeah. um, just as there's a lot of this show that's on the cutting room yeah
0: we floor. only spent an hour talking about hollywood video before filming <laughs> <them> this <laughs>
1: We talked about Hollywood video. We talked about Taylor Swift and we her, about her great Swift. Capital One commercial where she says no words at all, but yeah. was probably paid more than any celebrity <laughs> ever f- to be in a commercial. Yeah. She just picks out a sweater silently.
0: <laughs> good for her. Yeah. So, like, there was. Check
1: caches. So. We had a
0: lot of people on these teams just like doing a ton of different stuff behind the scenes. There was a lot of really good research that went into them. Like, these spreadsheets we have are very expansive
1: they are they are and there's a there's stuff on them that doesn't make it into the show too
0: i, I wish the, was possible that we could have done that but there is so much information on there's these. so much
1: and i think it's also the nature of this kind of show where mm-hmm. like you are trying to there's a there's a weird balance of like conversational rhythm that you're trying to maintain while mm-hmm. also like giving the whole story structure and i think you yeah you almost can't see What is unnecessary to that until you are in the conversation?
0: One of my favorite things on one of these spreadsheets that didn't make it into the uh, it's on the Wingdings episode. Um, It is a copy pasta of a toucan and it says la toucan has arrived and i i know i was looking up coffee pauses when doing the research for the episode and i saw that one and i was like i have to put it in this
1: i'm still kind of amazed that that didn't break google sheets in
0: some weird I know. way uh
1: because it's i mean bob i understand bob our, our small microsoft, friend bob or not
0: microsoft bob microsoft bob was comics yeah
1: microsoft bob but uh, our youtube friend bob, YouTube bob. Uh, who's also in that app outline
0: bob's army yeah Um, he's just a little guy in there
1: he's just a little guy saying hello uh but yeah like that that is so much more less elaborate than the toucan which somehow doesn't lose fidelity the the toucan looks
0: great the toucan looks pretty
1: good there's some (laughs) there's some weird stuff with it but it's still it's still certainly legible
0: so we did those four episodes um i think they all just like surprisingly kind of went off without a hitch
1: well we we recorded them all in in batches it was like yeah. kind of our last week of class yeah uh, we were
0: we were pushing through a little bit and we, we did
1: two a day we did
0: two a day and then i feel like it's now a time to talk about we had an episode that did not air
1: we did it was our final episode yeah. um which uh was on the subject of gil sands yeah um and i you know i I I had kind of talked about this with the class early on the the story of Gil Sands, If you don't know about it, um, uh, I it's, do want to give a a content warning. Yeah. It is Eric Gill, the creator of it, is uh, a pretty horrific guy, just
0: truly one of the worst, and a,
1: a, kind of like an actual monster type guy,
0: like criminal.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think people are definitely going to look it up after that.
0: Please (laughs) be be, be warned. Like,
1: really, truly, like, actually... When we
0: say it's bad, like, I don't think people fully understand how bad.
1: And I think that was something that we realized going into... That was something I I think we all felt concerns about going in. We
0: were like, oh, we need to just not be as goofy this episode because it's such intense subject matter like yeah. that is an episode we had to beforehand i like i had to do a, a content warning thing for
1: yeah we recorded a content warning and yeah. then we also did we started that was one of the few that we actually retook in we in retook
0: the... in the we did like 30 minutes yeah and then we were like we need to trash yeah this. the whole intro we, was the intro the was tone. so so goofy and weird and then we were like oh this is gilson like, yeah, we can't do that. And we, our on
1: mic person was, I think, a really helpful guiding force in that. Yeah, being absolutely. Like, oh, actually, I like I thought I understood this, and then having to say this out loud because, like, like, there's not really a way to tell that story without mm-hmm. talking about the very serious issues. And I like, I think we we want like the thing that we were trying to figure out, like this is a fun show that's very silly. Yeah. But like, can you talk about serious things in it?
0: Yeah. And I, I know there's probably a way we could have approached that. And we did talk about, um, oh, like we'll re-record. It was the end of term suddenly. Yes. Like, and you
1: were about to go out of the country. <laughs> I which... was
0: out of the country for two months. <laughs> and then I get like a message from you while I'm out of the country. Like, Hey, would we be able to re-record this yeah. when you get back? And it just never happened. And I think it was just meant to be like it was not the right tone because all of our other episodes were pretty lighthearted. They were on fun fonts. Gil Sands just did not fit.
1: Well, I think it was also that, you know, we were going into that with the rush of like and I think that was what made that retake Mm -hmm. really necessary. Yeah. Is like at that point we had a really good rapport. Yes. And like that the start of that episode was really fun. And then, you know, I
0: remember we were because we were talking about Gil Sands and that is he he was a British designer. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we're on the we're on the tube. Yeah. And Hugh Laurie's here. And we talked (laughs) extensively about the queen dying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there was like a lot going on. And suddenly it was just like, I don't know if we can publish this. Yeah. Because it's
1: it's it's like it's it's that that and i i don't i think the thing that we were most sensitive about and and i think you and i talked a lot about this with lean who was our our on mic uh like reporter for that is like we don't we want this to be the a light show but we also don't want it to come across as though we were you know, making fun of this subject matter, which we I don't yeah. think we ever did. No, but I don't like, think we did either. Sometimes trying to mix in even light content with stuff that just is that be, heavy. Is it just, can be
0: read as the wrong way.
1: Yeah. And like, I think that's the last thing we wanted to do with, mm-hmm. considering that I think we all were really on the same page about like, yeah. this is a really serious when, story and like people should not be using no. Eric Gill's typefaces. I think that is,
0: that is when we walked into that episode, a lot of them were, like the other episodes were let's talk about this font we don't like and maybe why it could be good yeah and this one we were like this is a font a lot of people use here's why we shouldn't be using it yeah and i i don't think we were like when talking about the actual subject matter i do think it was like fine but for compared to all the other episodes it just like felt like this kind of weird outlier that didn't quite make sense with the rest and
1: i think it it took when i reached out to you in that in that summer yeah. period, I think it took me that long to think of like, well, what is the way that we can talk about yeah, this? And it's almost I like just don't
0: this. Know. This yeah. is like the yeah. the solution
1: that we sort of landed on is it's like this meta conversation, yeah, about, like a
0: retrospective on the class because it has been yeah like nine months,
1: yeah, it's something since like that. We
0: recorded our last since, episode. Our, since
1: the little podcast baby. Was yeah, born. we are
0: we are in twenty twenty four now. <laughs> well, it's the
1: futuristic 20, year of twenty twenty four
0: um and it is 2024 so it's been a lot of time to reflect like and yeah this is the way to talk about it
1: this is yeah and it's it's i think it's like it's something that um you know, like, in, in framing the show, like, we probably didn't have space for, like, conversationally. But, like, I think this show we can get into more serious yeah. things in. And yeah, that's, absolutely. that, like, becomes a, a, a vehicle for it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, if you really want to be bummed out, um, but also <laughs> yeah. have it really seared into your mind why you probably shouldn't use Eric Gill's
0: yeah, typefaces.
1: I, yeah. Um, you can look up that story, but like really be aware that that we're not giving that content warning lately. No, Like it's, it's- quite. It's serious we're not
0: exaggerating
1: yeah <laughs> we are um, not
0: exaggerating at all um but i will say like i don't know if i ever really used gil sands but after reading that story i was like okay obviously i'm never using Gill sands
1: yeah and it, i think it was also right after that that the bbc switched away from yeah you know Gill sands to bbc right is a new typeface meant to yeah. completely replace gil and we sands. also
0: we had a list of replacements i do remember that like we were like if we're telling you not to use skill stands, but you like the look of it. Here are your other options that are just as good. Yeah, without and the gross person attached to them. And that was,
1: I think, the other like weird part is like I think we were all going into it with an agenda of like none of us like this.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and
1: it breaks the yeah, bit. Too. It breaks
0: the bit because it's supposed. There's no to,
1: convincing. It's
0: supposed to be. Uh, yeah convincing like convincing
1: is the core of this idea
0: one or both of us would play the skeptic like oh i hate that font and our guest speaker would be like well let me tell you about the history and why this is actually a really cool font but all of the people of those fonts that made them and stuff didn't have as much controversy attached to them.
1: No. And neither of us felt good because no. we already knew the story of Gil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we can't be the skeptic on the other way. Like, oh, I love Gil Sands. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say that. No. <laughs> no. We
1: already. That's the problem is we can see through time. We could we yeah. can touch the palimpsest <laughs> yeah. um, and neither of us want that curse upon us.
0: It's probably for the best that that yeah. one never saw the light. I do. I also think that that one just like I was so unsure on how to act that episode. Like, do I be normal? <laughs> like, no,
1: we did. We never figured it out. No, um, it
0: was a really weird tone.
1: Yeah. But I think like it, it was a really important like lesson for yeah, us in terms absolutely, of learning absolutely. Yeah, the voice of this show and how we want to handle it and like what what kinds of subject matter feel like they fit and connect with people
0: mm-hmm. and from that episode i was definitely like this is a goofy show
1: it very we goofy show.
0: are probably just gonna keep it that way
1: yeah um i think speaking of goofy show, goofy um, show. i think we should also talk about the name oh <laughs> yes the name the name situation uh, uh, yeah. it took a lot of a lot of figuring to get to that we were realizing like there's multiple rounds of name choices oh, yeah. that we we had to go through and we talked a lot about like copyright and trademark Yeah, and we, we had to
0: do like um we went on the copyright checkers yeah, the, to see what has been copyrighted already the
1: uspto and yeah, the that was really, state of oregon that was and, super
0: fascinating to look at I, I had a good time but it's like about that
1: that's also such a real world design problem of like if you were naming something like a big part of it is just making sure there's not something that already has that yeah, name. yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely so i mean honestly most of these names we came up with, I don't know who would be using that. And
1: a great... Yeah.
0: Because we... So we pitched all these names. Pitch is a strong word. Because <laughs> we were on... We were on a Zoom call for class.
1: Yeah, this is a mostly remote class. This, That's a thing to it remember. It mostly like, remote class. Like, the only real... There was one in person day where I was in, and we were in a the science, space, and we then, were in the
0: science building, or that one across yeah, the, the weird, street. Yeah, <laughs> this
1: weird abandoned building that's across the street from us that I'm sure is also full of rats. Yeah, uh, but like
0: huge, like loud fans. We we
1: did this class kind of as attend anywhere, where you can you can you can be on Zoom or you can show up in person. And I think yeah. there was a day where you and Milos are sound major. Yeah. Uh, showed up and then it was just you and then was, no one else ever showed up again one.
0: it was just me and, and it was became like, clear yeah okay yeah, this okay. is just a zoom class
1: <laughs> um but then yeah we did all the recordings in person yeah um, and
0: it was it was presented as hybrid at first so we did have days where we were just completely on zoom and i think this was one of them yeah but um we were talking names and people in the zoom chat were just throwing out Everything that came to our brain Please please <laughs> tell me
1: what did you have Some particular favorites on this I have some Particular list.
0: favorites that I just I think are we were Getting real silly <laughs> um down to font uh-huh. dtf great
1: <laughs> which ended up being one of the that which, was one of the favorites sort of game show portion at the end yeah. of the pilot that was going to be one of the titles for that yeah
0: um fucked up fonts <laughs> is very good
1: it's bad to hear out loud i will say uh, that it
0: funk it <laughs> that one feels awful to say yeah
1: uh discovery was something we talked about with names too and i think Mm -hmm. i think both of those suffer from some real discovery issues (laughs) for for potential uh audiences we also
0: really loved some good rhymes like font croissant
1: font croissant font uh,
0: jaunt (laughs) font taunt this one's good font seance that's not quite a font rhyme
1: seance is interesting but, yeah
0: but I'm, I'm like where did that come from because yeah. it's not like we're bringing a font back from the dead it really
1: does feel like there there has to be you're you're making a promise yeah. to the audience that you're not <laughs> going to be able to fulfill
0: all our uh, guests are
1: not going to be spooky ghosts i really
0: like font if you care i don't f- know what the idea behind that was but i just like it
1: it feels like something that's a music like, reference but not to something care, i know
0: i wouldn't know it either yeah Let's see what else we... There's have. so many names in this list. Fontication's very good. <laughs> uh, fontify, fontish. We really were leaning into just, like, adding font to a word. Yeah. Which is... Then then we have... Uh, instead of fontroversy, it was fontroversial.
1: Fontroversial was That was, was the, the name. Yeah, and we... I think in the in the room kind of pitched controversy yeah. as an alt,
0: Fonty Python. <laughs>
1: Fonty Python really stood out to me when I looked at this. Oh, that was really Well, of course, there's your classic.
0: Are which, we thinking the same yeah, do one? You, do you
1: want to do you want to throw out? This was an actual pitch. That this was
0: an actual people, pitch that people. I think liked. we did
1: these in Zoom chat, and then people nominated ones that would go on to this yeah, round.
0: Yes, um, uh it is Panera's broccoli cheddar soup, sixteen ounce. Also, there are fonts. <laughs> And I need it to be known. It's Panera's broccoli cheddar soup parentheses, 16 ounce parentheses, double parentheses. <laughs> also, there are fonts, double parentheses.
1: So a very clear name that I think I know really for, is going to invite people. I in. know for
0: a fact I pitched that.
1: I I believe it. I believe <laughs> it, it is the thing. It's actually
0: not the first time I had made that joke because I know at the time in A&D or the the yes Term before in andy we were playing a uh, quiplash and i put that in as an answer and people thought it was funny and i was like so this is my joke now <laughs> um only fonts only fonts is very good be- that was a fan favorite <laughs> oh, only fonts was a fan favorite yeah we really like that one um shant sean font
1: uh-huh which which really would have because these names were were ones that we were using for that initial pilot which would have been all the more confusing when i was not in yeah. any episodes
0: um the font in our stars i really like that one
1: <laughs> That one i i do love
0: 30 flirty and fonting 30 flirty and fonting that one was very good that one
1: made it a long ways i it think did. that was one of it our because we had like round. a we had like
0: a f- the top picks like five of them or something were the final ones that we chose
1: yeah why Uh, why the
0: long typeface is the the last one on this list (laughs) type snipe type (laughs) snipe. yeah you could i have a feeling these are all by the same person in order type gripe type hype type mike type snipe
1: yes um i one of of the students in the class uh i i I seem to recall generated a list of like 150 names just on their own fantastic um which we went through as a group to try to find yeah
0: and Uh, obviously it eventually became font i
1: I scrolled back up and noticed family friendly free fonts with family friendly and free all hyphenated together which makes it seem like it's (laughs) free of family friendliness yeah, these are these are really I, I think we landed on we landed on a very good name. I think for it. I
0: like the name we ended up with. Yeah. These it, ones are silly, but I feel like the name we have communicates the podcast best.
1: It does. It is about the discussion of things that are not well liked. And yeah. I think that is like kind of the, the discussion that we wanted to have. How can we make people think about these things through the complex historical lens that they came from. Yeah. And like also the cultural lens that yeah. comes after, you know because use is use is a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, that's than where Origin. we get
0: the episodes like Comic Sans, Impact, Wingdings, all being like we talked a lot about memes.
1: Yeah. Well impact, yeah, especially Impact is the meme <laughs>
0: font. That that's where we uncovered some of my great Yeah, your great Google Plus memes. history. My old memes. <laughs> I'm still
1: amazed that I found that meme just from what you described.
0: I'm, I found you uh, remembered so
1: the wording exactly, which helped.
0: I I was talking about it to a friend recently, and they looked it up. And not only had it been reposted many places, they found it on Pinterest, which is where like all memes go to die.
1: Yeah, oh yes. I, I
0: thought that was really funny.
1: Yeah. So like essentially then the class ends. The class ends. And so I, I I go into summer with a bunch of raw audio to edit, and um I am also starting up production on a new season of Did I Do That? Yep. And I have no time because <laughs> I'm also trying to move. And uh I I like a bunch of things all go on at once, but, mm-hmm. like, I, I also want to shout out, like, one of the Saving Graces, a, a person who was not in the class. Orion, Orion Cortez. Yes. um, Who uh, has worked with uh, Nick Adnew, a uh, past guest on on this show many mm-hmm. a time. But Orion, like, came to me, like, kind of, like, early. I think it was actually late in spring when I had started to realize that I was going to have to cut these all myself. Yeah. <laughs> And was like, I want to do more audio editing. Can I be yeah. like a co-editor?
0: And Orion is also a student in the graphic design program. Yes, as also
1: well. also a student of A and D projects. Mm-hmm. And like Orion, essentially, like came to me early enough that we were able to sit down and like think about the post production of the yeah. show collaboratively. And like a lot of the like kind of soundscape side yeah. of controversy came from him like the the sound effects when the kool-aid man breaks in Oh, so
0: good um
1: and i think i forget what but there's some in that last episode that he did like he did a bunch of sound effects in that one but like yeah those are all like Things that he introduced that were not like on the sheet when I gave yeah. him like, the outline.
0: No, Orion is just like an endlessly creative person. Yeah. Like he right now is making a video game about giraffes fighting. Yes.
1: A, 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 a game from uh, the, <laughs> the Panic Playdate uh, platform. Yes. Uh, giraffe fighting where you can whip your neck around yeah. and and fight. I uh, It's it's uh, I, you got to get that game when it comes out because oh it looks God. it looks really good. Um,
0: Also, I had never met Orion before when we were doing the podcast or anything. So the first time I interacted with him was in fall term of 2023. Really? And when we were in Andy projects together and I introduced myself and he's like, yeah, I've only ever heard your voice. And I was like, <laughs> huh? And he was like, "Yeah, I cut the episodes." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, so he
1: probably had like eight hours of listening to your <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah, he was.
0: He was like, "I've I've heard I've heard plenty of you. Yeah, oh, I don't want any more." No, <laughs> he would he would not say that. No, and like I,
1: yeah, you two work together really well, and I think like that. That's that's the other interesting part is like you're in the room for like two hours to record a one hour episode, yeah. and then you have like eight hours on the back end, in oh, in yeah. a lot of cases like, to cut um, it so that it's like. It, it actually moves and you're taking out the ums and the ahs and yeah. the stuff that needs to be <laughs> uh, removed for other reasons.
0: There's also like, we hadn't made branding.
1: No. Well, <laughs> it kind of. Ro-
0: like Robert Diddy.
1: Robert Diddy. Just uh, like, I
0: didn't know where threw together these really great logos for which is what we ended up using for the podcast yeah. but yeah i like i feel like we were getting to the end of term like everyone was just tired y- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: fair enough because spring term here spring there's term a is,
0: like it's just we are on
1: the quarter system at PSU, and it is a long you basically go 20 weeks with like a one week break yep. in the middle um yeah it's brutal um, spring
0: term was really brutal like that's also when we have all our events going yeah, on we yeah. be honest we have our senior portfolio show
1: our sophomore portfolio our sophomore review.
0: portfolio review like there's so much so people were tired and then Robert threw that in chat one day and I was like okay yeah, this and, is great. and it
1: was yeah I, I think like there was some back and forth about it but like yeah. it was a pretty good representation of like yeah. you know this is this is a messy subject and like yeah trying to Unpack the complexity visually. Um,
0: I'll never get over the the V being the wingdings hand with the peace <laughs> sign. I just think that is so clever.
1: Yeah. I that it was a it was a really nice touch to to include that. Yeah. Um and that's also the the little uh symbol that I use to identify this show in my in my list is like is it really? yeah, it's a little peace <laughs> sign. But yeah, like it was mostly kind of on the fly trying to figure out how to promote it. Yeah. Um because uh yeah, like the class was over. Um mm-hmm. and you were you were off in i was in, off
0: i was in i was in europe
1: in europe
0: and then um we got asked by what was the big convention
1: oh so i, I should talk about that Did you yeah.
0: like I i don't fully know the details so i was
1: approached by lizzie gershenson a past guest of this program who co-runs future fonts mm-hmm. and um she fonts. was future fonts is so incredible great. but she was like organizing a party as part of typecon which is like a big you know kind of international uh type convention we, we if you listen to the past uh, episode with me talking like fraser um that was that was recorded there uh but the initial idea was that we would maybe try to do some sort of live controversy yeah. and you were not in the country i was not in
0: the country i was and so you are, sad you were the host of this program which I was is so uh, sad you messaged me and the day that the they wanted us to that was the day i would have been flying back
1: yeah and I you would have been in even if you had been back like the day before i think oh, you probably would Jet not lag. have been in any shape Jet
0: lag. i was i was out of it for a while especially in
1: front of a live audience in which front, would be i
0: feel like maybe i would have been at my funniest maybe I, just like I, a little true. a little delirious
1: and uh, sometimes that works uh, i had just
0: been through the new jersey airport and you're not the same when you when you leave <laughs> airport. the the newark new jersey airport you don't walk in the same when you leave.
1: Yeah, it's it's a place that changes you. <laughs> it's you the know.
0: worst airport I've ever been. Really? to. Really? It's terrible. Let's, let's
1: list off our least favorite airports. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw number one out there: Chicago O'Hare, I... an airport that is circuitous, and there's nothing I can eat in it, and it drives no. Forget this because I know exactly what my number one is.
0: Oh, okay. Terminal
1: Five Heathrow. Terminal 5 Heathrow is an airport that is brand new. It's so it's supposedly it's very fancy, but you get into it and it is incredibly overcrowded okay. uh, to the point that there's nowhere to sit. Yuck. There's nothing. We take we take for granted the crap that is in American airports mm-hmm. where you can just very quickly get a, you know, a Dunkin Donuts or yeah. something like yeah. that. I'm,
0: I'm such a I always have to get a bag of peanut MMs. and
1: uh, Except except for uh a there is yes. no quick bites to eat. Only sit down restaurants that are I love pr- like $100 for a meal. Yeah. Uh, and. A million stores that are selling luxury handbags and liquor.
0: Uh, Yeah, because I'm going to buy that at an airport. There
1: are 10 stores for every like one place to get food that are selling handbags. It is maddening. I felt like I was going insane both times I went through there. I
0: haven't been to an airport in you said it's in the UK. It's in. Yeah, it's it's London. I've been to a uh, train station in the UK and it was very similar to that. Like no seats. People were just sitting on the floor everywhere. Really overpriced food.
1: <laughs> yeah, really overpriced food. Didn't quality didn't quite match up.
0: No, I did the uh, bullet train that you do underwater from. Oh, uh, the the from, channel. I did. I did you the, were channel. the channel. I did the channel. It was cool.
1: Yeah. Did you have a churro on the channel?
0: No, oh. I don't think they had food.
1: Well, they should serve churros because it's sort of train shaped.
0: <laughs> uh, being as it's
1: It sounds like channel.
0: It's a it's a train that came from Paris to London. I don't know how they would feel about churros. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess I guess Churo doesn't really factor into the the geography of either no. of those places. No,
0: Newark is easily the worst airport. I have been to O'Hare. Uh-huh. Um my plane, I was just a connection. Um but my plane was delayed and I only had a 5 minute layover.
1: Hey. So, yeah. I,
0: and I was at the back of the plane so getting off, even the flight attendants were like hey, we've got people with connections. Can you all stay seated so they can get off? Nobody did, of course. No. Um, And the guy that was in my row knew I had a connection and he yelled at everybody to sit down. Yeah. And they did, which was very cool. Go him.
1: He was very nice. I mean, that is is actually very
0: helpful. Yeah. Um, And then I booked it to my gate. I had never been to that airport before. Um, so I was like a little bit lost, but luckily I made it. Got on my plane. Tornado hits down, so we're we're stuck in the we're stuck in the runway for like a good two hours.
1: Great, so helpful. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's no better place to be stuck in the airport than on the plane. Yeah, that's really that super was... comfortable. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I went to O'Hare, I was going to a conference in Pittsburgh. And my flights were on opposite ends of the oh, airport. God. And so I had it's to. It's a big airport. And I had, yeah, I had like a 20 minute connection and I was God. sprinting and I feel like I went through like it was like like running through history or something because <laughs> I went through what felt like. 10 different airports that had no similar visual styles or cues. Yeah. I remember at one point
0: because there are like a I, bunch of disconnected terminals. Yeah,
1: I remember at one to a point I, and I was trying to find this when I was there the last time. I remember running up some escalators and past like a car, just like a car <laughs> that was like on display from a dealership and being like, what is that doing in here? <laughs> and and then having to like run into this other section of airport that was like. You know, weird and dank and old and musty and yeah, just a weird, like surreal experience.
0: So the moral of the story, don't go to Newark. Don't go to Heathrow. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, maybe
1: I know Chicago has multiple airports. Maybe don't go to O'Hare. There's a
0: different. Maybe go to Midway.
1: I don't know what that's like. There are two
0: really big ones in Chicago. It's O'Hare and one other one.
1: I think it's Midway. Is it Midway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As a real Chicago head.
0: You know, people the... come to me
1: for my Chicago knowledge. <laughs> is this still the show or have I cut all this out? It's a good question.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was a thing that was going to happen. Unfortunately, I was not in the country. I um, I would have loved to. But
1: yeah, so I, I was busy. I think it gallivanting. Would, you were you were gallivanting and that <laughs> that is exactly what you should be doing. Um, but yeah, like I think that sort of brings us to the question of like, what is the future of fontroversy? Yeah. Um, And I know I would love to do more of them. I think.
0: Yeah. It was just fun.
1: It it is really fun. It is a lot of logistics because I I think you kind of do have to have research support. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's a
0: lot of work that went in behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you all put in like. Probably eight hours or so of research yeah. and writing oh, on yeah. each of we those scripts. We had multiple scripts. researchers
0: in every single team. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Bouncing ideas and, and going back and forth. And then, you know, like making sure that the episode is like, you know, like yeah. in enough shape that the person who has to read from that outline mm-hmm. understands it. Yeah. But I, I want to be able to do more of it. And I think we're exploring some options that are hopefully yeah. going to at least make another series possible. I yeah. maybe a little longer than the one that we had. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Who knows?
1: We'll see. Um, I can't
0: read the future.
1: Nor can I. Yet. Um. Speaking of reading the future, though, I think you <gasps> had prepared a bit. I
0: have something I'm so excited Please. about. Sean, I have a question for you. Okay. What's your sign?
1: <laughs> What's your sign? Do you, Is it part of the bit that I have to give my actual sign, or you already know it? I already know your sign. Or is sign. there a cue that I'm supposed to...
0: Just like... <laughs> Share, share with the people.
1: Share with the, I, 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 I am a Gemini, which I was always told is the bad one. I, uh, everybody thinks all of them face are bad when when I That's say it.
0: I do that whenever somebody says they're a Taurus. I don't know what it means. I just do that.
1: Maybe they're just thinking of the <laughs> Ford Taurus, the um, the the meltiest looking car there yeah. is.
0: Yeah. So smooth. You're smooth. a Gemini. Make it more smooth. You're a Gemini. I'm a Scorpio, and this is important because I've decided to make horoscopes. Uh, (laughs) font font
1: horoscopes font horoscopes yeah Uh, Um,
0: it just felt right we don't know the future but we can know what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what fonts represent our signs so i've done it for our sun sign our moon sign and our rising sign. okay all right and i have oh my god the amount of research i done so uh i need to justify some of my reasoning first please so i'll start with you and your son you're a son in gemini um the urge of self-expression is strong uh, often oh god Often interested in collecting information and sharing it. Geminis are flexible and changeable people. Their ability to adapt quickly to new situations gains them plenty of friends and social contacts. Oh, no. They're clever and witty, which means, of course...
1: I join an improv group.
0: <laughs> of course I had to choose this typeface. Caracaru. Ka- <laughs> It is incredibly wiggly. Yeah,
1: but could you say the name again? Because I think I was I laughing over it. I
0: think it's Karu
1: Karu. Karu Karu.
0: K A E R U twice. Okay, and it's just like basically illegible.
1: It's it's uh, quite quite <laughs> the wiggly boy. I it's will It's very
0: say. wiggly. It's a lot of worms. It's a lot of worms.
1: Very very inconsistent shapes. Very. Uh... I just
0: felt like it. It was so. What are the words that were defined? Uh yeah flexible and changeable <laughs> adaptable and i just thought that made sense um so i'll i'll go over to my i'm a i'm a S- scorpio sun um known for intensity determination uh what else prestige <laughs> powerful so of course for my sun sign i had to do this kind of fun black letter oh yeah this is amador and it's just like it's intense
1: it 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 feels very serious uh, yeah. or it would be on an early 2000s rap album which or both or both or both that's fair
0: yeah so i just felt like this was only right our next two for the moon signs i learned both of our moons are kind of boring really yeah so you are a cancer moon i am a libra moon Ah, uh, whatever that means. What does the moons mean? <laughs> you know, I never said I was an expert.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I just looked it up and yeah. then followed what I thought was right. You just play so an expert on TV. I'm gonna do. I just play an expert on TV. Um, I'm gonna do both of our moons at the same time because they're honestly incredibly similar. Your moon in Cancer, a large potential to get in touch with the feelings and moods of others quite wrapped up within themselves memories of the past are astounding
1: oh god (laughs) (laughs) all Um, of those sound pretty bad for me i'm gonna level with you
0: for mine libras are warm uh, moon moon and libras are warm friendly tasteful tactful and balanced um pretty good i I think
1: maybe better than mine
0: so for both of them i chose kind of like a fun little Sans Serif. Oh got, yeah, very appropriate. For, for Sean is Oster, but I love this font. It's got like it's a sans serif, but it's got a lot of curves when yeah. you look closely. Well, and then uh, for myself, I've chose New Montreal, which is just very balanced.
1: Yeah, uh, there's definitely some some stroke contrast in Auster. Oster, Oster uh,
0: is a great font. Yeah, I, shout out to Oster. I, I think it's very fun.
1: And Noia Montreal is 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 it, that how you say it? Uh, I, I just say Noya is the Noia, German. Way, I say right? New because
0: I. I That's don't, what
1: everybody says. Yeah,
0: New Montreal <laughs> is actually one of my favorite fonts. I wasn't biased in picking it, but when it said balanced, it's like when I think a good balanced Sans Serif, I, I go to New Montreal. I also love all the different weights. Um, okay, so our last ones are also similar, but I have to do them separately. Please. So you are an Aries rising. Oh,
1: God. I really know what that means. <laughs> Whatever
0: that means. Oh, no,
1: not Aries. Um,
0: your first instinct. He's the god
1: of war, I think, or something. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, um, good. Then I did learn something from that mythology class I took in eighth grade.
0: Not Percy Jackson and the Olympians.
1: That came after me. I didn't. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm a youngin. What can I say?
1: <laughs> back in my day, back we in... were, we were reading Greek myths and. Back in uh, my day, I was Gawain friends with... the Green Knight, which is one of the strangest with... things to read.
0: I was friends with Homer back in my day, <laughs> writer of the Odyssey <laughs> and the Iliad,
1: and also father of Bart. <laughs>
0: Remember Bart? We were talking Remember about Bart. Bart. Um. So you're you're <laughs> rising in Aries. Ugh, you know, <laughs> Aries. Um. Your first instinct is to do rather than think. Planning ahead? Forget it. Aries rising simply charges forward without much ado. So for your rising sign, I have decided on um bureau script, which is actually the Carita Kent handwriting. Oh, interesting. Font yeah um it's very just it just goes yeah it just moves it's kind of illegible this is actually bureau script. sloppy is the name of it i thought it was fun i i actually I, i've used that font um but yeah that's what i did for you cool. um so for me i am a gemini rising uh, oh. god God. what do the risings i I there's so
1: many it's very convoluted i will say Um, the the sort of horoscope world i don't mean to criticize
0: so i'm a gemini rising of gross uh (laughs) you know uh they're curious about the people around them sounds similar to sagittarius rising oh of course yeah uh, well, it is, but there are some important differences. Gemini mostly interests themselves in moving about in their social circles. Oh, They are people who love to ask questions and move around freely. So for mine, I did Duos Brush, which is also kind of a scripty. It is. A scripty doodad. So we both got scripties.
1: Rising is very scripty.
0: Rising's very scripty, as we learned.
1: You don't want to type early in the morning. So you want to get out of pen.
0: What we've learned is for our sons, we got two kind of like fun header fonts. Our moons are just, you know, boring. <laughs> <laughs> and our risings are very scripty Well they're they're the
1: workhorses. That's the body yeah. type. Yeah, those are uh, the body types. Yeah. So students, if you're wondering how to do type pairings, uh, This is how you do this it. This is the episode to listen to of I'm, of Fontroversy. I'm
0: a incredib- <laughs> you about type. I'm pairings. an incredible type designer. Uh yeah. solely based on this.
1: You just need to find out your projects sun, moon, and rising.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. When is your project
1: going to be born?
0: So I spent too long on this, and I'm not sad about it.
1: No, you did great. I (laughs) I I love this. I just was
0: so determined to do this going in. (laughs) I spent a long time at work sitting with my coworkers, like, going through every font and being like, does this work? No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell my boss. Lena, do you have anything that you want to plug? I'm going to graduate. Hire me.
1: Do you want people to follow you on Instagram?
0: Oh yeah, that would <laughs> be smart. I got Lena, Where where
1: can people find you if they, they if they want to give you a follow? You can
0: find me on Instagram at ps.its.lena. PS like Photoshop also. <laughs> also ps like oh ps its me.
1: And you if they want to see your illustrator content they can go to ai. The, Although yeah. that's also where you can find artificial intelligence about you. I,
0: was going to do the AI one cuz I actually don't use Photoshop that much. But I think it was I think it was taken or it just didn't flow off the it didn't flow as well. So yeah, that's where I put all my designs. If I remember I have that Instagram which I don't yeah. really ever. Most
1: people don't these days, yeah. I feel like. That's why I'm choosing to believe that I'm getting less and less traction on those platforms and not
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: that I've stopped paying money to Mark Zuckerberg and his friends.
0: Did you pay
1: oh yes oh, wow. oh yes it's a pay-to-play platform these days Dang! yes um yeah. don't don't pay mark zuckerberg he's already very rich and he now more. he can fight you and i hate it um <laughs> what Oh, you don't know? You don't know about Mark? Mark is very ripped now and he's decided I that he's going that. to become an MMA fighter. You know. To the point that they've had to maybe actually they'll,
0: Maybe they'll knock something in his brain that'll make him normal.
1: Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see cuz they they've actually had to issue a public warning to investors that Mark Zuckerberg now does daring stunts and might <laughs> be injured. And it would affect his ability to perform. Maybe they'll knock something in his head
0: that will decide that will make him decide to give everybody money.
1: I'm nervous about even how that would go, considering that the last time that he, he had a, a great brilliant idea was introducing news to Facebook, which sort of broke democracy. Yeah. Um, so that was that was cool. I loved that. I love that when he decided that we all needed to talk about news and that news would be prioritized. And it didn't matter where it was from.
0: I think we should just switch out Mark Zuckerberg with Jesse Eisenberg.
1: (laughs) Make Jesse Eisenberg. You know what? We have not yet come up with our 2024 goal for this show. I feel like that's that's often a thing that podcasts will do at the start of the year. Our 2024 goal goal is replace Mark Zuckerberg with Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) With this Um,
0: podcast?
1: uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I think it's an achievable goal. Last year, we were trying to make LinkedIn weird again, and I think we did it. (laughs) So this year, it's going to be replacing Mark Zuckerberg with Jesse Eisenberg.
0: I'd be okay with that. I like Jesse Eisenberg. He's in... Movies.
1: He seems nice. I will Um, say that. And I look forward to finding out how I'm wrong about
0: that. Now You See Me?
1: Now You See Me Too as well. Now You See Me Too
0: as well. Did that
1: movie series get that name specifically because they wanted to do a sequel called Now You See Me Too? Because there's no reason to call the first movie Now You See Me.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like Now You See Me, Now You Don't. We're magicians. I guess. guys wizards? I think that's the bit
1: is that the the magic that they're doing is real. I think it's real magic. Woody Harrelson's
0: character has got to be an actual wizard. (laughs) There's no reasonable way he should have been able to do the things that he did. It's. I think. I think that
1: has to be it. Um, But yeah, uh, yeah. I
0: actually really like that. If it's not,
1: then T M T M T M. We own that. Um, Maybe that's how we fund the next series of controversy
0: jesse eisenberg <laughs> we're, we're big fans of him here i i
1: i think we have to close the show because this recording is now over two hours uh-oh. by a large margin
0: uh-oh.
1: uh oh uh well thank you so much yeah. for being here lena it's great um, to be back or Kristen, as it says in my copy that's my sister-in-law <laughs> was your sister-in-law secretly on the call with us <gasps> Uh like how we did all those controversy episodes live streamed is yeah. there just a zoom on your computer with a, like a million of your family members on it?
0: Yeah, all of them. Yeah, including uh, my dog. Mostly
1: cameras off.
0: Mostly my dog. Yeah.
1: Um but uh yeah, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. And also hey if you're listening to this, thank you for listening to this show and hopefully also listening to Controversy because we worked really hard on it. If you like this show, whether you're new to it or not, please give us a follow. Um, subscribe on your podcast player of choice. You can subscribe to our feed here at Did I Do That or... The Controversy feed, if you haven't done that already. And uh, I think this episode will probably be going into both. So uh, you'll be able to hear it no matter where you get the show. But you already know that because you're listening to the show. And uh, also, you know, if you want to uh, find this show, you can get to it by searching for the show's title. And I'm going to keep that ambiguous because it can be true of either one. But you can find both of them on the Did I Do That website. That's Did I Do That Dot design. There you can find some good, good images that go along with each and every episode, and you can also get those delivered directly to you on Instagram uh, if you give us a follow there. So I am Sean Schumacher. This has been the Big Did I Do That Controversy Crossover, and as we always say at the end of every Did I Do That Controversy Crossover episode,
0: we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That covers a lot of business. (laughs) All right, (laughs) thank you so much. Goodbye. I'm a raptor. We'll talk about things that have happened since the show. When the show went out, you were in Europe. When
0: the show went out, (laughs) you were
1: in Europe. You were out of you were out of the United States Uh, entirely.
0: Almost two months. Yeah, I was just gone. I don't
1: think I don't think any episodes went out while you were in the country.
0: (laughs) I don't think. And it was it was really fun because my my travel crew that I was with, I'd be like, oh yeah, I have new podcast episode and i'm also realizing like i just met these people and they'd be like you have a podcast
1: <laughs> it was for a design class yeah. does that make it make any more sense no,
0: no. <laughs> um
1: yeah it's
0: what a crazy thing <laughs>